To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Welcome. Well, come in. Let's put on the show. Your cadaverous pallor. Aloha. Betrays an aura of foreboding. Hang on to them hats and glasses. And now, ladies and gentlemen, remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Brighten your morning with a cup of delicious Hills Brothers coffee. Hello, and welcome to Remain Seated, please. So uh, so today, uh, we're going to talk about um, one of the things that everybody has to think about when they head down to the parks, and that's eating. Eating in the parks. Food. Love food. I would say Disneyland gets a bad rap on food. I'd say that most people think that the food there is bad. I believe that people think that it's bad, but... As we will be discussing today, uh, I think the food is better at Disneyland than California Adventure. Oh, okay. So you're differentiating the. I was thinking of Disneyland Resort as a whole. Oh. And people were sort of thinking, oh, the food. I, I feel like I read in the blogs that everybody, you know, you think of Disneyland food, you think of the quick service meals, like the Hungry Bear restaurant, which is good for if you're hungry, um, and it will sustain you, sure. But uh, I mean, there's other things where it's like. Uh, I, we made this. We made a top five list, right? Yep. And it was really tough for me. I made a top five list of my favorite foods, and I really had to throw some stuff out the window that I love. I agree. There are some great foods at Disneyland, and let's see what they are. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we uh, what we kind of uh, overlap with. Okay. Um. So, Robert, what what is your number five? favorite food at Disneyland Resort? My number five favorite food at Disneyland Resort is in downtown Disney at the La Brea Bakery. I love the mozzarella sandwich, or mozzarella sandwich if you so like they call it. (laughs) I feel like I went to the La Brea Bakery with you one time to get it. Never have I eaten there. I've never eaten there. It's always just walking right by it for me. Yeah, it's... uh, I don't go there all the time because, you know, when you go to the parks, you want to stay in the parks a lot of the time. And, uh, but I don't know. I've been eating there since, uh, I guess the first time I had it was 2003. And it was so good. Is this is this something you'll grab on your way in since it's outside the park? Or will you leave the park to go get this sandwich? I'll usually grab it on the way in. But yesterday when I was at Disneyland, we happened to leave to do some stuff in downtown Disney and and I had it for dinner but I don't have it very often I'd say I don't make it's a, a treat yeah but uh let me describe what's in it um so it's a sandwich and I guess they could heat it up but I like it cold it usually comes cold okay oh uh, that's how it normally comes yeah to heat it up is a is a op- is an option that yeah can... well I know with the uh, mozzarella sandwiches uh, people like to uh, heat them up but I like it cold. Uh, it comes on a baguette. It's mozzarella, uh, basil, and it used to be tomatoes, but now I think it's um, sun-dried tomatoes, which I don't like as much. Can you get it? Can you? Do they custom make sandwiches there? Could you ask them, hey, may I have this with fresh may- tomato? Maybe. I'm not sure. I always mm-hmm. go through the Express, not the restaurant. Oh, okay. And Is that something they added with the new refurb that they did? No, it's always been there. Oh, okay. And... Uh, yeah, it's a little expensive, a little pricey. It's like $8 for the sandwich. 
Uh, you do get your choice of salad or fruit. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it with a Coca-Cola beverage. There you go. What's your number five? My number five is either at Cafe Orleans or you can get it across the way at the Blue Bayou restaurant. What do you think that might be? I'm guessing it's the Monte Cristo. It is the Monte Cristo. Um, man, I love a Monte Cristo sandwich. It's probably the worst thing for you. I mean, imagine you've got a turkey, ham, and Swiss sandwich, triple-decker sandwich, that is then deep-fried in batter and served with, like, a <laughs> berry puree and topped with powdered sugar. Yeah, it's like a French toast sandwich. It's amazing. I love it. It's so good, but I can never finish a whole one. Um, but you know what's interesting is Blue Bayou only has the one, the version with the meat. And across the way at Cafe Orleans, they have a three cheese version. So they do, uh, oh. yeah, they do uh, Swiss, probably Swiss provolone and cheddar, I would believe. Oh. It's a pricey sandwich at $17.99, but man, is it good. I also love the Monte Cristo, and I have only had it once. And it was a rainy day, which I think is the only time I can eat one because it's so rich and it's rich heavy and... that, you know, if it's a hot day and I'm walking around a lot, I don't really want it sitting in my stomach. But uh, when it's like a cold day and you're just relaxing inside, a Monte Cristo is the way to go. Remember, I shared it with my mom. That's probably, this is probably a sandwich worth sharing. So then, rather than thinking, oh, I spent $18 on myself, you could say, hey, I got a dinner for two for $18. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, so number four, what would your number four be? My number four is at the French Market in New Orleans Square at Disneyland, and it is their mashed potatoes, or I think they call them smashed potatoes. Got it. And... This they, is the buffet restaurant, right? Not the sit-down restaurant. I always confuse the two. Right. I actually don't really go to either. Right. It's 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 the quick service place. Sure. And I one of the things I almost put on my list was the French dip, which is only available during lunch. I love French dips, but I always have to get a side of mashed potatoes with it because they have the best mashed potatoes. And I've noticed this about Disney. Like, whatever Disney park I go to, the mashed potatoes are usually so good. I remember even when I went to um, the Disney Studios, their mashed potatoes were incredible. I don't know what it is, hmm. but their mashed potatoes are always excellent. Great. Enjoy it. <laughs> What's your number four? My number four is at the Pacific Wharf Cafe over at Disney's Disney California Adventure Park. Um, I could not choose what salad to put on here, uh, so I went with the one I enjoy the most probably, uh, which is the Sonoma chicken and apple salad. Um, but, I mean, any salad you get there, it comes in a sourdough bread bowl like the clam chowder, but it's a salad, and it's incredible. I love it. Is this at the soup place? Yes, it's at the soup place, but they have salads, and right. they have bakery there and all that. Um, right. But this is specifically the Sonoma chicken and apple salad. Um, it's got the chicken breast, um, the crisp apples, the celery walnuts, and a creamy honey dressing sauce with a dash of lemon served atop a bed of garden fresh lettuce. And what this didn't mention was that it was in a sourdough bowl. Oh, that and sounds appetizing. It's really good. What's really good is using the dressing, you know, you get, you know, the, the salad sort of seeps in that bowl. So the bread inside is, has the taste of the dressing in it when you're done. It's very good. Uh, we're going to have to try that because I always like bread bowls, but I don't always want soup. Yeah. Well, the, so I said it was tough for me. What I usually get is the Chinese chicken salad one, even though I think I like the Sonoma chicken and apple one better. 
Uh, but the Chinese chicken salad is really good. It has some mandarin in it and whatnot. Um, and that comes in at a cool $9.99 for those salads. Oh. I think they're all the same price. So. Now remember, you annual pass holders, use your pass to get a discount. That's right. You know what I noticed, actually, since we brought up Pacific Wharf Cafe, is that I think they got rid of the sourdough express, the, the, the clam chowder express line on the left. Did you notice that they had started that a while ago? Yeah, you told me about it, but I never saw it in person. Yeah, so I the last time we were there, I didn't. See, they were also doing construction on that whole side, the back side uh, of, of that water. restaurant, <laughs> the back side of that restaurant. Um, so maybe that was why they weren't doing the express sourdough uh, bread bowl uh, clam chowder line. But uh, they started a couple months ago, and no one knew that it was there. So people would wait for 15, 20 minutes for uh, the clam chowder and not realizing they could just go right in the side. Ooh. Anyway, um, so what's your number three? Number three is um, my only choice of a breakfast food. Mm-hmm. And it's at the Carnation Cafe at Disneyland on Main Street, and that is the Huevos Rancheros. Oh, is that so? Yes. What comes in the Huevos Rancheros? Um, well, the Huevos Rancheros is... Uh, it's eggs with beans and ranchero sauce. Sure. But it is so good. And I, I think it was $9.99 when I was there. Sure. And uh, what's really good is lots of the times when you order huevos rancheros, you just get tortillas. Well, at the Carnation Cafe, they like bake them into chips. So you get tortilla chips. Oh, that's great. But it's like, it's like a piece of a tortilla, not like chips from a bag. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're fresh-made chips. Yeah, and they were so no good. meat in this. It's I mean you well, know the eggs. eggs, but it's not. There's no like machica or you know shredded beef or no. chicken or. Well, that sounds good. I like simple. Well, he uh, it does come it does come with salsa. I think um, the main ingredients. I'm looking on Wikipedia right now. Sure. Like traditional uh, huevos rancheros is tortillas, eggs, tomato, chili sauce, refried beans, avocado, and guacamole. I can't remember if there was avocado or not at hmm. the one at Disneyland, but it was really the best breakfast I have ever had at Disneyland. That's great. So now that's a must for you now. If I'm I'll there have for, to try it out because... If I'm there for breakfast, it's a must. But the only thing is, the portion was a little bit small. I would like a little bit more. Sure. But it leaves you wanting more. Yes. That's good. And what is your number three? Well, mine is also at the um, Carnation Cafe there on Main Street. And what? It, what a coincidence. I know. Uh, you actually tipped me off to this because I had been to the Car Carnation Cafe after they reopened only once to have the peanut butter and jelly soda, which I enjoyed. Uh -huh. uh, but you had told me about the Main Street cheeseburger, uh -huh. and I went and got it, and I loved it. So it's made its way all the way to number three on my, number, on my top five Disneyland Resort foods. That is a great hamburger. That's probably the best hamburger in the resort, I think. Definitely. And that was how you sold it to me. You know, it's not like something you get at Hungry Bear or at the Pinocchio Tavern quick service restaurants or Tomorrowland Terrace. Um, this is like sitting down at, at Red Robin or, or a nice restaurant and getting a restaurant type hamburger. Um, and uh, I mean, it's an Angus Chuck patty. It's got the Tillamook tomato, red onion, lettuce, and house sauce on the toasted brioche served with your choice of fresh fruit or seasonal french fries for 11.99. The french fries are really good too. The french fries are great. I mean as a as a whole it's a very satisfying meal. And I have a funny little story when we went to the Carnation Cafe last time. Next to us was a little kid maybe having his third birthday party. They brought out the uh, candle 
and and it was there in front of him. He couldn't blow it out, so he just reached out for it and put it out with his hand, and everybody freaked out, but the kid didn't mind. And as the waiters were walking away, they, one of them said to the other, that's the third time I've seen that today. <laughs> what? I thought that was so funny. Is it? I don't remember ever reaching out to put candles out, but I thought that was pretty funny. Well, what was the candle in? Uh, a cupcake or, or... Was it one of those mason jar desserts? No. Huh. No, no, no. It was very out and about. But That's weird. I think he was just too far from it, so he couldn't blow it out. Maybe because they were at Disneyland, they were doing their best Pinocchio impression when he touches the flame with his oh, fingers. Mate. Well, the waiters seemed very concerned about him. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was my funny little Carnation Cafe story since we both uh, since we both hit that. What is your number two getting to the top of this list? Number two is at my favorite restaurant in Disneyland Park, and that is the Plaza Inn. And there they have the Cobb Salad. I love Cobb salads, first of all, but for some reason, the Disneyland version is the best Cobb salad I've ever had. Of course, there is there is no avocado, which does hurt it a little bit, but it still is the best I've ever had. You, you get your nice iceberg lettuce. <laughs> you get your uh, tomatoes. You get your blue cheese, your bacon. Oh, it's just so good. And, you know, the Cobb salad was invented at the Brown Derby in Hollywood, actually. And they have the Brown Derby at um, Disney's Hollywood, Hollywood Studios, Studios yeah. in Florida. And I've had their Cobb salad, and while it's very good, I prefer the one at Disneyland. Interesting that they even changed the... Do they have avocado at uh, Hollywood Studios? I think they do, but they don't use blue cheese at Hollywood oh, Studios. I might like that one better. I only had blue cheese for the first time recently, and I did not. I didn't like it. Blue cheese dressing? Yeah. Uh, or the blue cheese pieces? I think it was blue cheese dressing that I had, and I wasn't a fan. I like blue cheese. I don't... I prefer ranch usually, but sure. for a Cobb salad. And is that what they use at Hollywood Studios? No, it's some sort of... I can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, they give out little cards on how to make it, actually. Oh, great. Yeah, we got a card when we went to the Hoopty Doo review because I mentioned how much I loved the cornbread and they brought me out a card with the recipe on it. And I loved oh. it. It was great. Yeah, the Cobb salad at Disneyland. It's it's one of my favorites. You get a side, you get a breadstick with it, which is usually good. Sometimes it's been as hard as a rock, but <laughs> Oh, so it it's not supposed to be if it, if you get it in as hard as a rock, it wasn't a toasted breadstick or something. Well, they are toasted, but they're not supposed to be as hard as a rock. Sure, yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> but uh yeah, that Cobb salad is great. I love it. And on talking about Plaza Inn, I do really like their fried chicken a lot too, but it yeah. doesn't make my top five. Sure. What's your number two? My number two is at Storyteller's Cafe over at the Grand Californian. Um, and for breakfast, they have at the buffet this French toast. And I only discovered that it's caramel French toast. And I'm not even a huge caramel fan, um, but it's listed on the, on the uh, website that they feature world-famous caramel French toast. I thought you said it was caramel, though. <laughs> um, so you have to get the buffet to get the French toast. I don't believe it's on the menu. So the buffet is steep. It's $27.99. But uh, you also get to enjoy all the other things. The website lists uh, omelets cooked to order, the famous caramel French toast, eggs benedict, Mickey-shaped waffles, bagels and lox, seasonal fruit, and fresh baked pastries. But I'm telling you, the caramel French toast is to die for. It is the best French toast I've ever had. Is it in a unique shape or just bread shaped? No, just bread shaped, and it sits there seeping in the, like, it's a buttery caramel sauce, I guess. 
Um, I really like don't a, get. I really don't get a caramel flavor from it. Like if you were to get a caramel frap from Starbucks, it doesn't caramel taste or caramel. What is oh, it? I don't know what. Uh, you know, I just want to be make sure my bases are covered so that the people don't leave a comment that I pronounced it incorrectly. So I'm going to cover my bases. I'm going to flip flop on this issue. Both are right. I okay. Know. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with caramel because I think that would be the what I would say. So the caramel French toast at the buffet at Storyteller's Cafe for $27.99. You can get the entire buffet. The bagels and locks are great. The waffles they actually make to order so you can order it from your table. It's great. Love it. So the French toast, what comes on it? Powdered sugar, syrup? No, it like I said, it comes in this buttery sauce that I never knew was a caramel sauce. It's not syrup? It's No, but it doesn't need syrup. So I, I don't know. Imagine if you... Imagine if you will, you melted a bunch of butter and added syrup to it. That's what it tastes like. Is the sauce hot? Uh, it's sitting under the heat lamps of a buffet, so when you bring it back to your table, it's a warm. Yeah. Okay. That's always my problem with getting French toast at restaurants is that the syrup is usually not hot. Right. It's we'll room temperature it at best. No, this this is in the sauce. In a heated, you know, it's in the boily pan that has the boiling water under it to keep it hot and the heat lamp on top. So it's kept warm uh, as an entire unit and it does not need syrup at all. It's so good. Oh, very nice. Uh, and getting to the number one favorite food. Bum, 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 bum. What is it? <laughs> what can you not go without? What do you have to get? Okay, this is my favorite. I've only had it once when I went on my birthday because it's it's rather pricey. But it's Steakhouse 55, the ribeye, with their special rub. Oh my God, was it incredible. It's the best steak I've ever had. Where is Steakhouse 55? <laughs> <laughs> Steakhouse 55 is at the Disneyland Hotel. And uh, again, it's, it's, a, it's a little pricey. It's probably about, I don't know. 50 to $60 a person. Sure, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the steak was so good. I was I was contemplating what I should get, and I talked to the waiter, and this is what he recommended, and boy, was I glad I went with his decision. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, Steakhouse 55 is one of my favorite restaurants at uh, the Disneyland Resort. That, Blue Bayou, and, uh, I mean, obviously, Napa Rose. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, besides that, I don't really have much more to say about it, except how incredible it was. It was delicious i'll have to give it a try (laughs) (laughs) what's your number one my number one is uh at the disneyland hotel at trader sam's and it's the kalua pork flatbread i love that flatbread it's so good um i mean the drinks alone are worth going to the drinks and the atmosphere everything is worth going to trader sam's over at the disneyland hotel uh but this kalua pork flatbread that they have there um, as an appetizer on the menu is just to die for. Uh, let me describe for you the Kahlua pork flatbread. Okay. It's got pulled pork, barbecue sauce, red onion, cilantro, and mozzarella cheese. Delicious. It's so good. And I'm a big barbecue chicken pizza fan anyway. And this has the Kahlua pork on it. And it's just really knocked it out of the park for me, especially for bar food. You know, I would say, I guess if you're considering an $8 sandwich to be expensive, then $9.29 for a flatbread appetizer at a bar is fairly expensive, but I find it easy to share. However, you do usually want to order a second one when you finish it. Yeah, I want one for myself usually. (laughs) I want one right now. (laughs) Um, 
Do you think it would be better with chicken? If the, if chicken were on it, I think we wouldn't notice that something was amiss. But I think the chef's thinking to make it a Kahlua pork flatbread in the tiki room atmosphere. That hits the nail right on the head. It, it sets up the atmosphere more correctly, I think. I don't know if it would be better or worse, but it was a very smart choice to make a Kahlua pork. So that's it um, for our top five, which I think is pretty good. But hey, we're just a couple of podcasters. We're a couple Disney nerds that go down there probably far too often. And today we have a guest with us. Um, Addison, a, sp- a special a guest. A very special guest. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Addison, we have you here today to weigh in on your top Somebody five. Somebody who has no idea what they're talking about. That's not at true. At all. <laughs> uh, my number six that didn't make it in because the recipe kind of changed, but it was the old, and I feel like you, you and I have talked about this. Was the chili cheese fries from the 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 Taste Pilots Grill at California they Adventure? They totally changed it, and they now they make you fix your own. Like yeah. it, it just comes with like chili. Yeah, they're like put on your own cheese and put on your own. Yeah, it's, I still like them, but yeah, they were very very good. They you were introduced phenomenal. me to them. Yeah, you introduced. And me. they don't do them with the Chris Cut fries anymore, right? Anymore. Oh. Uh, it's now like normal fries, or maybe before it was normal. Like, maybe. They I feel like the before fries. they were normal, and now they're crisp cut. Okay. Yeah. Either way, it's not the same. Yeah. Not at all. I, you know what's funny is while you guys were going over your numbers, I don't think we discussed, or you guys didn't have a single same one in general. Yeah. You do. I was surprised. Nor did I, which was, uh, I'm happy. I was kind of like, they're going to get this And see, one. people say that Disneyland Resort has bad food. <laughs> we got 15 answers here that don't overlap. Um... The flour tortillas from the Tortilla Factory. Bam! How'd you guys not think of that? Well, (laughs) it doesn't exist, but they were free, first of all. Let me repeat myself. Free. Okay. If that that was still there, that definitely would have been in my top five. And I'm talking about the the, the flour tortillas. The corns were great, and you can only get... They were, like, very rare. But Let me tell you something about that before you finish real quick. The uh, Tortilla Factory at California Adventure was attached to a Mexican joint, and they didn't even use those fresh tortillas. It was ridiculous. It's so weird. I don't that know what weird. they did with those tortillas, but they did not supply the, the parks with the tortillas created there. <laughs> We're cooking a bunch back here, but they're forgiven away. Not, <laughs> we don't charge. <laughs> um, yeah. But <clears throat> the flour tortillas were very, they happened all the time. Agreed. I, and if I, it was your birthday, let me... <laughs> let oh, me, that's right. They would give you an entire bag. So amazing. So amazing. And I agree. The flour tortillas are a lot better. And if I were to get a corn tortilla, I'd be so disappointed. And it would ruin my whole I, Disneyland I, trip. Well, <laughs> wait, let me, wait, let wait, me wait, interrupt wait. here. <laughs> I did get the corn, and it was like it was like a... a Four leaf clover, whatever the five, four, oh. five, three, whatever the rare one is. It I got, was very, oh, yeah. it was very like, clover. oh, it's like, oh my, are you kidding me? Right. I, it was delicious. I got it. You, you know, I really, I don't like corn tortillas, but mm. I do like, I did like them when they were fresh That's... off of the press. They were really good. And fresh in the wallet, if you know what I'm saying, free. <laughs> that's always, uh, that's always good. So you like a free snack. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so there's that. That's a good five. I'm glad we got somebody else in on this. Yeah. Let's hear your number four. Okay. So number four is, um, not exactly a food, but, um, you're allowed. It's okay. You know what? I'm trying to go for unique answers here so that the listeners, you know, if you want to, by the way, listeners, you can tweet at me at (laughs) Addison, just to throw that out there. But number four 
the Coca-Cola because it's from what I've heard, I've heard like rumors that they ship it in from Mexico or it's Mexican Coke at all the fountain, like all the fountain sodas. Whoa. And it's not normal Coke. That's why like when you go to Disneyland, people are always like, oh, like I have to have the Coke. And it's because it, it tastes different there for sure. And I've heard that they, they're using like actual sugar cane as opposed wow. to like what American soda is. Which like, Robert, if you, have you heard about this? Is this a, is this a myth? This like I I don't I have bust this I, myth. I have I have not heard this, but sounds by, bogus. By, but by personal taste, I don't find that the Coke is any different there. I do find that the Coke is fantastic and excellent at McDonald's, though. Abs- that's I 100% agree, and I kind of <laughs> think it tastes the same. And I think there I think like I don't know for me. I remember somehow someone telling me or something where well, we should we should research it while we're we're on the subject, but. Yeah, the Coke definitely tastes different there than it does at normal places. Like if you were to go to, uh, I don't know, wherever. So uh, let's let's hit up on that list. And number three. Do we want to? What? No one's googling here. I'm googling. Do we have any, I'm do looking we have any at, producers uh, okay, here let's that see. can do the work. Let's see. <laughs> this is a big budget show. I'd imagine somebody's in the back. <laughs> uh, okay, so number three. For some reason, I I I I chose this place, but it's uh, it's you can get it. Uh, at a lot of different places. It's going to be the chicken nuggets from the Golden Horseshoe. Nice. They are good. And the fries, sure, they're probably the same fries as everywhere else, but for some reason, the combination, especially at the Golden Horseshoe, the history, now what, you can taste the history. What kind of <laughs> dipping sauce do you get with those? You know what? I'm a bit of a baller myself, so I first say I'd like some ranch, and then they say, sure, and they start typing in whatever they want to type in. But then I look at them again, and I say, and some hot sauce. There you <laughs> the, go. Give me some buffalo sauce and oof, nice, really good. I do like those chicken nuggets a lot, but um, some people go in them from that backside too. You know, like especially the yeah. Cafe. Yeah. That gets like really busy. The secret is you go into Golden Horseshoe. It's been a long time since I've had it. I feel like they may have changed it within the last few years. A little so there used to be big chunks of chicken, like they used to be like fat strips, and now they're like little nuggets. Right. I think yeah. Yeah, I think they went from the strips to the nuggets. But I got them fairly recently, and I did. I really, really like them. I'm a barbecue man myself. Oh, interesting. So I get barbecue for both my chicken and my fries. You know, and if, if I don't, I think they still serve them. I'm pretty sure they do. But if you're feeling, like, pretty saucy, you get the mozzarella sticks instead of french fries, which is really just two main orders. Because right. I think it's like you can get mozzarella sticks and french fries right. instead of chicken. Oof, so good. <laughs> Oof, getting me hungry. Heading on up to number two. At the uh, the Bangle Barbecue. There we go. Bangle BBQ. Shout out uh, <laughs> to my bangles. Um, the it's the chicken skewers. Yep. With the is it peanut butter sauce? It's no. it, it's a uh, I have wrote it down here. It's a Polynesian sauce. There we go. Yeah. Um, those are phenomenal. That's the that almost made my list also. But every once in a while I'll get it and they won't give me the. Uh, green onion with it you need the green onion. Oh, that's yeah. what i was i wrote it down it says served with green onions and polynesian sauce i love eating that green because you could dip the green onion in the polynesian sauce it's so it's good phenomenal absolutely phenomenal. yeah that that made it onto my list of favorite snacks absolute snack sure. it's an yeah. absolute snack yeah and can we talk about the price at 389 it's a steal absolutely yeah 100 percent all right that number one the number one and i'm so surprised you guys you guys know my number one it's like the very cliche number one. Snack. It's on my runners up for favorite foods. Okay, the corn dogs. That's right, nailed it. I think it. I think it is a. Little, I think it was. Too well, it comes easy with potato to... chips. 
It's too easy, yes. I, th yeah. I, I prefer, actually, because I don't like the plain Lays. I don't It either. hurts my mouth. Yeah. So I'll get the, the apple yeah, uh, sure. slices. Someone's um, but no, out. yeah, solid choice. I mean, it, there's a reason that's a cliche answer. Yeah. I haven't had the corn dogs at Disneyland in a long, long time, but let me tell you something. Yesterday, when I was at the park, I was dying for one. It smelled so good. Yeah. You can get them also if you don't want to wait in the corn dog park light. Uh, you can get them in California Adventure, but you can also get them at the Stage Door Cafe. Where is this? That's the outside part oh, of oh, the Golden Horseshoes. <laughs> um, can you get them at the Golden Horseshoe as well? I would assume. They're, I don't yeah, think it's on connected. the menu there, but yeah, I'm sure you can. Are they exactly the same? Uh, I, that would be weird if they weren't, and I've never been like, this day's weird. That's it. Cool. Oh, very good choices. That's right. Brilliant. Follow me on Twitter, <laughs> Addison. You got a you got a beautiful podcast here. Why, thank you, sir. Well, before we move on, um, I did ask some people what some of their favorite foods were, and we got an oh, array of answers. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, some people said the Main Street corn dogs. Yeah. Um, my brother said the Hungry Bear fried green tomato sandwich. Oh, that's part of their new menu that they tried out. Uh, started last summer, I think, right? Yes, it was okay. I didn't love it, but but that's his favorite liked, food at Disneyland. He likes that and uh, and the corn dogs. Sure. Then we also got which uh, this almost made my top five, the uh, appetizer tacos from Carthay Circle. You get a thing of like three little tacos. Sure, yeah. They're so good and a little spicy oh. too. Oh, I've never really had them. Good. Is that in the lounge or at the restaurant? In the lounge. Sure. So good. The fish at the French market we got. Uh, chicken at Carthay Circle with gluten-free bread. Sure. One of my friends uh, used to love burr-baked ice cream sure. <laughs> at DCA. In the train. Yeah. Uh, and he loves uh, the chocolate chip mint ice cream, uh, which they probably still have at Clarabelle's. That's right. Do they not have it at Disneyland? They might have it at Disneyland. Who knows? Sure. Uh, some other ones are uh, the lasagna from the uh, wine country area at DCA. Yeah. Uh, tempura shrimp. Bread bowls, of course. Mickey pancakes. Monte Cristo. Yeah. The seafood crepe at Cafe Orleans. And we got Pinocchio's Burgers, as I like to call it, the Village House. I don't mind them, but it's a quick service burger. It's really, in the grand scheme of things, it's not very good. Yeah, and uh, a cream cheese pretzel. All right, well, let's get into our snacks. Sure, yeah. Uh, well, cream so, cheese pretzel's on mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could have picked, I guess we could have put snacks on our list, but we wanted to pick, you know, more uh, actual meals, Entrees, I suppose. Sure, even yeah. though I did put mashed potatoes on there. Um, but... Throughout the park, you know, there are quick places where you can get a snack. What are some of your favorite snacks? Um, uh, I chose uh, Red's Apple Freeze, which you can get from the Cozy Cone Motel. Uh, it's, I'm actually not a fan of that. That's okay. Uh, it's in cone number four, and it's a, it's a apple-flavored slushy type thing that has a nice foam on top. Uh, I really like it. Now, um, is that not the same one that they have at the new at the fantasy fair uh the one at fantasy fair you're talking about at marisa's cart yeah has a has a uh, some sort of berry uh, that they oh, add yeah, to yeah, it and yeah. i don't enjoy that um and also a lot of people say that the red's apple freeze is the same as the lefou brew at uh animal at animal king at um the magic, uh, the magic kingdom uh i i was really impressed with lefou brew and red's apple freeze is just very good but since we're staying at disneyland uh uh, I'm going to say Red's Apple Freeze is really good. 
Also, love a Dole Whip. Can't do without a Dole Whip. I mean, uh, the line's always gonna be long. If, you, uh, if you're smart, sometimes if you go inside, the line's a little shorter. Um, and, uh, and it's great. You can get it uh, as a float. You can get it just the soft serve. I prefer just the soft serve myself. Um, but the Dole Whip's really good. Um, I love the cheap chin, uh, chicken skewers that uh, Addison had mentioned. Um, and also at the Bengal Barbecue are the Tiger Tails breadsticks. Uh, and I really like to get that with my Polynesian sauce uh, uh, chicken skewers uh, because you can dip the breadsticks in the Polynesian sauce. And then the cream cheese pretzel. And that's, uh, that's my, those are my favorite snacks at Disneyland. Uh, how about you, Robert? Uh, well, my favorite snacks, you gotta go with churros. There's nothing like a churro at Disneyland, even just the smell of it. I find it so interesting because I grew up and now Target sells all kinds of food. But when I was a kid, it was ices, churros, and pretzels. So I always equate churros with Target, and I just don't, I, I don't know. I never have equated churros with Disneyland, and I'm, I mean, churros as a whole, I'm not a fan of. But you're not a fan of Red's Apple Freeze. So. Yeah, I don't know. Ch churros is Disneyland for me, and I remember uh, uh, the last few times we went to Disney World, churros aren't very popular over there, and it's hard to find them. Yeah. Um, some other snacks. I love the corn on the cob. From where? Um, they have a couple places at Disneyland. There's one in Frontierland near Big Thunder, and there's that one right across from the entrance of Matterhorn. It's they, it's usually where they sell the turkey legs, also. Sure. Uh -huh. I, I was I only had my first turkey leg a few years ago. Um, I I thought it was really good. It kind of tasted like ham to me. I know. I thought it tasted like ham. I like it. Um, I'm not a big. Ham and now they have fan, a lamb though. shank, and I'm just not a huge lamb fan myself. I don't even know about that. Yeah, it's across. It's, it's across from the Matterhorn with your corn and the turkey yeah. legs. But yeah, that corn, it's so good. You can just get like a buttered corn on the cob or like a, a chili corn on the cob. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's really good. The pickles at Disneyland are wonderful. You can get them at several places, including uh, Main Street and Adventureland. Uh, yeah, those pickles are so good. They're not too like tart or they don't, they're not too sour. It's great. Yeah, that's it for snacks for me, I believe. Sure. So I think we put the myth to bed that Disneyland foods are bad. Yes. Uh, and you I know, think, you know, what it might be is that people don't want to pay the extra five bucks to get these better foods because the quick service meals are much cheaper than the things that we listed. Yeah, the food is very decent at Disneyland. I like it a lot. And, you know, I remember when California Adventure opened, people kept saying how much better the food is at California Adventure. But if you look at my list... I don't have anything on my list from California Adventure, actually, hmm. in my top five. Uh, I think the food is better at Disneyland Park now. I want to talk about the gluten-free uh, and celiac menu that they have available. All uh, right. At, uh, just real quick, because you mentioned the gluten-free yeah. bread. If you're gluten-free or celiac or, or any of those uh, food allergies, they actually have a menu available for you at either guest relations or at City Hall at Disneyland, where you can get a printed out menu of where you can eat depending on your diet. And I did that before my wedding when I was going on a weird, uh, I was restricting a lot of foods I was intaking. And uh, it really, really helps. And you'd be surprised at how many things you can get. Yeah, and you know, wherever you are, you could always ask. And when it is available, the chef actually comes out and takes your order. That's and right. They will specially prepare it for you. Yeah, I think they legally have to because they need to know whether it's a preference or if it's a dietary restriction. And uh, 
or a, if it's a preference or a health thing. And uh, yeah, it's very fun. Food is good at Disneyland. Trust it. And use this list as a guide, at least for some top five options. Yeah, and let us know what your favorite foods are. Yeah, that'd be great. We're going to introduce a new segment uh, here on Remain Seated, please. On the Spot News Reporting. And here is uh, David Park with On the Spot News Reporting. That's right. So basically, I realized I'm carrying around the iPhone and it has an amazing, it, it's a it's a piece of recording equipment. So I figure why not record my thoughts about the park that I'll forget by the time I come home to record the podcast. And we can talk about something trivial or something that is in the moment. So we went down to the parks and we were, uh, the, it was fairly crowded. It was still spring break. And we recorded uh, a little segment um, that I called Bench Report. Hey, so I'm here at California Adventure, and right now uh, I'm sitting at the most comfortable bench in the park, at least that I've sat on today. So the first place we sat was right behind the uh, Mickey's Fun Wheel uh, on Paradise Pier, and that was rather uncomfortable. Uh, we started sitting over there because they were running the fountains during the day, and they looked really cool during the sunset. You could see, you could really see the texture on the water. Um, so we moved on from there. The next benches we sat on were right by the Wine Country Tutoria on the main walkway down to Paradise Pier from the main part of the park. And those were pretty com- much more comfortable than the other benches. Then we moved on to uh, Buena Vista Street, right out in front of Carthay Circle. And then that was a pretty comfortable bench. But now, where I'm sitting now on the Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Land area of the park, straight across from the Animation Academy, is a little cove um, just, just outside of the Schmoozies booth. Um, and it's a, made of concrete. There's a little tile mosaic behind me. Um, but this is definitely is a deeper bench. Um, it's got a lot of curves to it. Uh, well, no, it's got a curve on the seat um, down below where your knees would go. Um, but the back is nice and straight. I don't know. There's something really comfy about this bench. So I would say this is probably my favorite bench in the park were I to rate benches. Uh, and the only reason I rated benches was because we were walking around drinking all day, so not riding rides, just moving from bench to bench with our drinks. So there it is, my live in the park report for benches. So there <laughs> That was good. Um, I always talk about my favorite bench at California Adventure too, and it's right across from that one pretty much. Oh, right. So you're, you would be in front of the Animation Academy looking towards the schmoozies. Well, to the side also a little bit. It's right in front of those bathrooms where that fountain is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Those are also uh, uh, concrete benches, right? Well, it's not even a bench. It's just the cutout of those. Yeah, of that. that was how the place I was sitting at, yeah. Yeah, what I like to do, I like to sit right next to the fountain and put my feet up. So it's almost like I'm lying down. It's so comfortable. I love that spot, especially at night. But you can't do it during the day because that turns into a stroller parking area. Oh, for the uh, Mickey afternoon time adventure thing? Yeah. Um, The other thing, so same day, since we were walking around drinking all day, we went to Carthay Circle. We got a beer at the beer garden and everything. 
we said, you know what, let's go to Mad Tea Party and see what they have to offer. Uh, and uh, here's my review of my first time at Mad Tea Party. So we're coming at you live. This is my very first experience at the Mad Tea Party. I uh, stayed away from it for a real long time. I wasn't a huge fan of Glowfest, wasn't a huge fan of Electronica. Um, but here we are. This is, you know, you can only avoid it for so long. And we've been walking around drinking all day. So we figure, why not? Um, and I will say this. We've gone to the two drink me booths that I found so far. And they did not have any of the drinks we wanted to order. They had a menu down below near the registers that we could order from. Uh, and they had beer, but they didn't have the croquetini or the Mad Hat Ito, or the Mad Long Island Iced Tea Party. Didn't have any of those. And actually, a cast member just informed me that they don't carry them anymore. Yet, that's the menu that you walk up to. Now, you can only order the three drinks below that are very rum-based and syrup-based. The Mad Rum Island Iced Tea Party. So they do have that. The Dancing Zombie and the Off With Your Head. All rum-based drinks. Uh, with a light-up cube like you've seen people walking around with. Um, but that's about it. Uh, I think the band just finished their first set. Uh, they played some interesting Katy Perry police mixes. Um, but they were good. They had some choreography. And now we're watching the White Rabbit DJ, which was a little more a feeling. So, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I guess uh, if you're waiting for your Fast Pass for Tower of Terror. So... <laughs> There it is, my report on the Mad Tea Party. So there it is. Well, let me tell you something about the Mad Tea Party. I know people that love it. I don't love it. Well, you said to me that you wouldn't mind it if it weren't inside the park. Right. I wouldn't mind if it was a downtown Disney thing. Yeah. I just, you know, it's just so loud and it takes away from the Tower of Terror atmosphere. But I must say that I do enjoy the band. And there is one band member in particular one of the Alice's is so good. She is such a good performer and such a good singer. I saw a band at Tomorrowland Terrace a little bit ago, um, and they were incredible. I think they're called Suburban Commando or something like that. Was it the girl singer? No, no, no. These, this is like a ska band. They were not Ooh. playing covers. They were not playing like, like you know, usually the bands go there and they play like Journey and stuff like that. No, this band was playing all original songs, and they were like a ska punk band, and they were so good. There's like 15 people in the band because there's a whole horn section and everything, but they were really, really good. I actually sat, I actually ate at Tomorrowland Terrace just so I could sit and watch this band, and they were great. Shall we move on to some Disneyland news? Mm -hmm. You were just at the parks uh, last night. I was there last night and didn't have the best experience. What happened? I went on Big Thunder. Uh, a week before it opened in a cast preview. That's the last time I've been on it. And by the time we're recording this, it's been open for, that was late February I went on. Sure. And this is late April, so about two months it's been since I went on it. Yeah. I haven't been going as much lately, so I've been to the, since I went on it, I've been there three times. Every single time I'm in line and it breaks down and they make you clear the line. And it happened again last night. What do you think it is that's causing the ride to break down? I have a feeling it's that final scene that... The timing of the... Yeah, because because when I went on it several times that first day, and, you know, it doesn't work every time, all the smoke effects. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just think they might be having problems with the effects in that scene. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, 
yeah, it closed and I was really upset. And then so I said, okay, let's go to Pirates because Pirates is closing for a month. I had to go on it. I walk over there. She's closing it up. Pirates broke down. When when does Pirates close for a month? It closes, well, from this recording, it closes tomorrow. uh, And it reopens May, I think 23rd, I'm thinking. Sure. But yeah, I was really upset that not only does Big Thunder close for the third trip in a row, but now Pirates closes in. I tell you, a trip uh, to Disneyland without pirates is like a day without sunshine. Besides that, uh, yes, yesterday at Disneyland, you know, was a good time. I went on Tower of Terror, and Tower of Terror was looking excellent. The lobby looked better than ever. It was, yeah, your pictures looked like you almost got a lobby tour. Yeah, it was uh, very. It was really dark, and it, like lots of the times, the Tower of Terror here. Uh, the lights are too bright in there, but it was like the perfect lighting in there, and the spider webs looked great. And, we've we've uh, had some really good experiences with cast members on Tower of Terror lately. Uh, yeah. They seem to really be getting like into characters. I don't know their names. I guess I'm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't really. Un- unless they go above and beyond, and for some reason, like you only see the Tower of Terror uh, cast members so quickly. I don't ever notice their names, but like yeah. a Jungle Cruise skipper, I might see their name. Like we rode at the yeah. front of the monorail recently, and we wanted to give that cast member a good review because he was awesome. I spent time with him personally, and we got to see his name his name was eric so it was the 50th anniversary of the world's fair which also means it's the 50th anniversary of it's a small world carousel of progress great moments with mr lincoln and uh the dinosaurs on the design railroad yeah um all the celebration is about small world no one mentions the other attractions i find that so interesting and why were they celebrating Small World for so long before the actual anniversary? Like, there was one day, about a week before the actual anniversary, where, like, ev- everything on the news was talking about Small World. Yeah, they kept posting... Well, the Disney Parks blog kept posting... Every day was a video from around the world of somebody singing It's a Small World. I felt like that could have been done in a compilation, because the videos weren't very well produced. So if you would have just taken a, a snippet of... A guy in a gondola in Italy, and I—that I, was the only one I watched. I couldn't watch. There was just too much content, and the first one was so poorly produced I couldn't stand to watch the rest of them. But if you would have cut, if you would have gone around the world and shot all of those, and then cut together one compilation reel and launched it on the day of the 50th anniversary, that would have been amazing. Yeah, I, I just—it I, was small world overload for that week or two. Yeah. Uh, but happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> We, we went to celebrate the 50th of uh, Great Moments on that day. Not on that day, but we went because everybody was giving love to Small World and not Lincoln or Carousel of Progress. If I could go on Carousel of Progress, I would have been there on the day. Yeah. Boy, I love Carousel of Progress. Yep. They have that new uh, uh, steampunk uh, exhibit over at the uh, Walt Disney Gallery that sort of spills out over into the uh, Great Moments lobby. That's right. Steampunk at the gallery, and it's steampunk at Disney World also. They have their steampunk parade. Oh, really? Yeah, and it looks pretty neat. They have a giant robotic Maleficent dragon that breathes fire. Ooh. Yeah, that looks really neat. I'd like to see that. That's pretty cool. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train almost open at Disney World. That's right. Uh, I'm avoiding all footage, even though I did see some of the animatronic footage. Oh, really? I haven't, so aren't you jealous Uh, of me? Yeah. A buddy of mine worked on the uh, season finale of The Middle on ABC. They shot at Walt Disney World this year. It was his first time at Walt Disney World, so he got to go all through the uh, utilidors and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's worried that he can never go back without 
feeling no shame going through all the cast member entrances and exits. <laughs> um, but uh, they did load up the mine train with Imagineers so they could shoot a ride by of the roller coaster for the for the show. It wasn't the actual cast. No, it was the cat. It was a uh, Imagineers. I don't even know if they're if the if they're feigning it for the cat. Like if they're saying yes, this is the cast. But yeah. hopefully they go by fast enough you don't notice them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, from the glimpses that I've seen online, it looks like it's gonna be great. I did discover something very recently that is incredible. One of the best things I've ever seen. Are you a member of D twenty three? For all members, including the free members, which is what I am. They posted this incredible video of Pirates of the Caribbean from 1966. I think a, a couple weeks before Walt died. Oh, wow. And it's like six minutes long, but it goes through the entire ride. And it's a ride through of the ride without any animatronics in there or skeletons. Whoa. We'll have to post a video of this on the blog. I, I, you can't link it because it's private to that site. I'm going to give you some audio commentary. Sure. There's the blue bayou being built. There's an Imagineer with his helmet. The film footage was discovered when the film archivists at the Disney studio were looking for unseen footage in preparation for Disneyland's 50th anniversary. Pirates of the Caribbean eventually opened uh, at Disneyland on March 18th, 1967. It has since become one of the most popular Disney attractions ever created. <laughs> So that's it for Disneyland news. Other than what's coming up are a couple anniversaries. Uh, we have the 10th anniversary of uh, California Adventures Tower of Terror on, what is it, May 5th? May 5th, 2004. Cinco de Mayo. Uh, and right on the heels of that, though, is almost a, a little bit more of a milestone, and it's the 20th anniversary of Hollywood Studios Tower of Terror. The original Tower of Terror. And that's when? In July? In July, yes. So uh, what we would like to do is um, have you send in questions you might have for Mark Silverman. You might remember Mark from our second episode of the podcast, or you remember him as the voice of Rod Serling in Twilight Zone Tower of Terror at both uh, Hollywood Studios and California Adventure. If you have any questions that you would like to ask Mark Silverman, let's start sending them in now for our July episode when we will uh, we'll have him answer those questions. On the next episode of the podcast, we're going to have on a former uh, cast member who has worked for Knott's Berry Farm, Walt Disney World, Disneyland. I mean, this guy loves theme parks and he loves Disneyland. And he has worked at both both coasts, at multiple theme parks. And uh, I think he would have a really good insight on some of our favorite attractions and things like that. So if you have any questions that you would love to ask a former cast member, please send them our way down in the comments section below. They got questions about pirates? Ask it. About ghosts? Ask it. <laughs> about Indiana Jones? Ask it. <laughs> about tiki birds? Ask it. <laughs> so, uh, so for Remain Seated Please, I'm David. And I'm Robert. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> I hate describing food. Like, I hate... Like well, then I'm glad words. we chose this podcast topic. <laughs> no, I hate like food words like mm, delicious, delectable, succulent. It's <laughs> like, did you ever see the movie Simply Irresistible with Sarah Michelle Gellar? Uh, She's a cook and like she, there's they put, like a magic potion in her food and people talking what? about her food. Ugh. <laughs>
<laughs> you're making it more uncomfortable than it has to be. <laughs> what do you mean? The the way you're saying the words. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> no, I just. <laughs> I just okay. Well, folks, this concludes our show. There. That wasn't so bad, was it? I'll see you all a little later. You may not survive to pass this way again. Time to be moving along. Hurry back. And barrel around to see us again.